Someone once said, don't count your blessings. Be the blessings that other people count on. The Danish-French Impressionist Camille Pizarro once said, Blessed are they who see beautiful things in humble places where other people see nothing. And the German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche once said, Blessed are the forgetful, for they get the better of even their blunders. There is a measure of truth in each one of these quotes, but apart from God, blessings aren't really blessings. Because the intention of a person, well, it's well misplaced. There's usually something interesting about blessings to point out. When most people point out how they're blessed, usually amongst their blessings, they include people. Other people, not themselves. Yeah, some will say how they're blessed with wealth and health and possessions and whatnot, but even the most rich people in the world will tell you how lonely it can be if they have nobody to share those blessings with. So I'm going to claim today that the heart of being blessed is being relational. For that's how God intends us to be as His creation. How He intends us to exist, to live. So I want to dive into that notion as we participate with the people who are hearing the blessings that Jesus gives from the, the side of the mountain today. Because as Christ begins, we hear about blessings and how they relate to us and how they relate to others. So as Jesus delivers the Beatitudes from the side of the mount, we hearken back to the time that God delivered the commandments to Moses on Mount Sinai. Now, Jesus honestly doesn't give commandments per se, but the Beatitudes are meant to shape the way that we live before God and with each other. The commandments are relational, both in how we interact and relate to God and how we interact and relate to each and every person in this world as fellow human beings. And the Beatitudes, the Beatitudes are no different when you look at them. So as Jesus sits with his disciples on the mountainside, I imagine him surveying the crowd down below. I also imagine he wasn't too far up where they couldn't hear because look at the relationship that God has with his people. He's not a distant God. He's a very relational God, one who's constantly near us. And so Jesus begins, and I, begin, and I imagine as he begins to teach his disciples that he sweeps his hands down across the people, the crowds, as if to demonstrate that these are the kinds of people that these blessings are meant for. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted. I say this because what kind of people come to Jesus on a mountainside, give up their time to come listen to him preach from a mountainside? The same ones who follow him into marketplaces, who reach out and, and touch his robe as he passes by. The kind of people who have nothing left to lose. The kind of people who are broken, who are searching desperately for a measure of peace and grace in their life. Those who are desperate. Look at these Beatitudes for a moment. There are a couple of interesting things to point out about the structure of them. First, is that the first eight Beatitudes use the words they, theirs, and those. But Jesus ends the last with the words you and yours. Blessed are you 
when you, when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account, rejoice and be glad for you, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. It seems that this kind of structure of the Beatitudes intimates that these, the ones in the crowd, are the kinds of people whom the kingdom of God is meant for. And you, us, the disciples, the baptized believers, right? The followers of Christ are to minister to those in the crowd. And, oh, by the way, this is what you might face along the way. Again, the Beatitudes are relational blessings. The next thing that's embedded in the Beatitudes is a model of discipleship. The very first blessing is what? The blessed, blessed are the poor in spirit. That indicates our need to recognize that we are morally bankrupt. We need to clear out the clutter out of our heads and out of our hearts and come to God. To be poor in spirit means to be emptied of ourselves, to make room for the Lord to occupy our lives and our beings. If we're rich in the spirit, then when we're full of ourselves, then there is no room for God. Just as the Ten Commandments start with our relationship with God, so do the Beatitudes. Because how are we supposed to, or how are we to approach God as humble people, as people who are emptied, who are searching for Him, and knowing and recognizing that He is the only source from whom all blessings flow? To mourn means to grieve our sins. But what's the blessing? That God will comfort us with the gospel. To be meek is to be humble. And the blessing is the meek will inherit the new heaven and the new earth. To hunger and to thirst for righteousness means to seek salvation, to pursue the righteousness of God. And the blessing is that we will find our fulfillment solely in Him. To be merciful is to appreciate the mercy that God has shown us in our baptisms, just as He showed Lonzine and Parker this morning in theirs, wiping away our sins. To be pure in heart hearkens to the first commandment, that you shall have no other gods. For this beatitude means that those who do not pursue false gods, but pursue the true one God, is the one who's blessed for God, the great I Am, and recognizes Him as the source of all blessings. And to be a peacemaker, that's to be an agent for God, sowing the gospel in the kingdom, bringing His word to a world that's broken, disconnected. And the blessing here is that we are called sons of God. And those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, well, Jesus makes no bones about what discipleship entails. Discipleship takes faith. But blessed is one who stands in that faith, even to the point of whatever persecution may bring. Yes, the Beatitudes are relational, and that's part of discipleship. And to be a disciple is to be truly blessed. Now, while the Beatitudes of Blessings meant to shape our lives as disciples, it certainly doesn't hurt to have tools to supplement our toolboxes, to augment our relationship building skills. So here, I'm going to propose 10 things today to consider in being relational. Speak to people. It doesn't have to be lengthy or flowery. There's nothing as nice as a cheerful word of greeting. Smile at people. You know, it takes 72 muscles to frown, but only 14 to smile. That's sufficient. 
call people by name. It's music to anyone's ears to hear their own name being called out, especially when it's done with a smile and a cheerful spirit. Be friendly and helpful. Be cordial. Speak and act as if everything you do is genuinely, genuinely a pleasure. And if it isn't, make it so. Be genuinely interested in people. Remember, God's interested in each and every one of you. Be considerate with the feelings of others. There's always three sides to everything. Your side, my side, and the truth. Be alert to serve. What counts most is what we do for others. That's what Christ modeled for us. Then add to this good sense of humor and a big dose of patience and go to work. Not just because, but go to work for the Lord. Add a gratitude for what He has first done for you and for me. And remember, being a disciple doesn't just happen here on the church campus. It happens everywhere in life. On mountainsides, gridlocked in I-4 in the grocery stores, in your workplaces, in schools, even in our own families. As we have gone through COVID, we've discovered that we've missed one another. We've missed being in fellowship. And for all of you that are watching online today, we welcome you too. Check in with us. Say hello. We want to connect with you and let you know that we desire to have a relationship with you as well. And as we have undergone these congregational forums these past few months, we've discovered that we desire to be a relational people. Not just here on our campus, but connecting even with those who are existing within the margins of society. So what are those things that are preventing us from being relational people today? Sometimes relationship building grinds to a halt because we're so full of ourselves. Perhaps we aren't the ones who are spiritually poor or meeker or humble at times in our lives. Maybe we aren't the ones who are being peacemakers, but fire breathers. That isn't just problematic with starting new relationships, but also problematic with continuing the current ones that we have. So what are the relationships that we need to repair today? And what are the ones that we need to start? Be on the lookout for it. Recognize those things. Watch for it to happen as it unfolds in our daily lives. It all goes back to the Beatitudes. To truly be blessed is to live according to the model of Christ. Being blessed is to have the courage to do kingdom work in the margins of life and to seek joy in God. And as disciples of Christ, we need to know that we are blessed. We need to hear each Beatitude and what is at stake in each one of them for the ministry of Christ. We are blessed in our baptisms of being cleansed and brought into the family of God. We're blessed with the ever-nearing presence of the Lord in the Word and the sacrament. We're blessed that God gave us people to be in relationship with. And today, we celebrate, what? All Saints Day. We're blessed that we share in a relationship with saints from past, present, and future, intersecting at the cross between the earthly and the divine. And as Jesus teaches from the mountainside, can you hear him calling to you? Can you hear him blessing you today? May we go in his blessings, living in his ways, sharing his blessings with others. For we are relationally blessed. And as a disciple of Christ, 
There is no other true way to live. And to God be all the glory. Amen.